Welcome to She Can Too, hosted by me, Kristen Cantu. This is a podcast that shares insights and lessons from Vermont's women entrepreneurs. We speak with women about their personal journey in entrepreneurship and how it impacts every aspect of their life. In this episode, we are interviewing Claire Giblin of Claire Giblin Wellness. Claire is a wellness coach with a diverse professional background and an ever-expanding holistic toolbox. Her work centers around exploring ways to rest and recharge your depleted body and mind, making space for your own self-care and new possibilities. Claire is based in Burlington, Vermont, and I'm excited for you all to get to know her story a bit better. Hi, Claire. Hi. I am really excited to have you as a guest on our podcast. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. And Claire, before we dig into your story, um, you know, I gave a brief introduction of you, but I know that only taps the surface. Um, I'd like I'd like you to answer one question for us. How would you describe yourself to our listeners? I would describe myself as uh, very loyal and dedicated and empathetic to other people. Um, as well as being um, pretty goofy and sarcastic. That's not a side of me that always is like front when I meet people, Um, but I definitely have like a sassy sarcasm to me. Um, And yeah, I'm somebody who just really loves to like, this sounds so cheesy, but like live life to its fullest. Um, just like being around people who I can like belly laugh with and um, being able to just really enjoy the moment that's really like right in front of me. Um, and so kind of building my life around um, that purpose and that goal um, is something that I strive for. And I feel like kind of represents like what is important to me in my life. Do you think that that was something you had to learn? Do you think, I I guess you talk about this is something that you strive for and that you, you know, you try to live life to its fullest. Uh, And I know this is a bit off topic, but I mean, I think a lot of our listeners probably strive for that as well. Is that something that you feel like you had to work towards or that you sort of have to remind yourself of every now and then? Yeah, a hundred percent. I think one of the reasons that I do focus uh, on working with people who are feeling burnt out, um, who are experiencing that like depletion and exhaustion is... Um, in my own experience, um, part of me being burnt out was uh, really not being able to be fully present with all of those things in my life. Um, feeling like my mind was like eight steps ahead of me or somewhere in the past, worrying about you know something that happened at work that I messed up or something um, and struggling to to be in the present and really to enjoy all of these um, wonderful things that are around me and the people. And um, so I definitely, part of, at least for myself, the, I guess the unwinding process of me being in burnout um, was definitely learning again, how to let myself kind of like be 
be quiet and be in the moment and be present. Um, and that uh, was was definitely something that uh, was took some practice to learn. Um, and uh, I think it's still something that I have to like keep practicing. It's, a, it's an ongoing practice for me. So it sounds like this is partially what drew you to the to wellness coaching. Um, would you say that's true? Yeah, it's, uh, I think I've always been um, a, an empathetic person and uh, someone who strives to help other people. Um, and that kind of started out more in like uh, health education and social work. Um, and that was more of my initial first um, potential career path. And uh, I think that helped bring me to health coaching, like having those roots. Um, and then throughout the process of getting my wellness coaching certificate, as well as um, I got my master's in integrative health studies um, as a part along with that coaching certificate. Um, so throughout that two-year process, I think that helped me um, identify some of those challenges that I was experiencing and then want to help people with that. So I don't think I initially went into wellness coaching with being like, yes, this is exactly what I want to do. Um, but through that process of just learning more about um, different types of medicine, different types of healing, different types of living our lives, that helped bring me to the place of, well, maybe this is something that I can support other people with as well. So you mentioned that you worked in health education and social work before deciding to go into wellness coaching. Why, why did you decide to change career paths? Yeah, it kind of, uh, a little bit fell into my lap. And uh, yeah, it's one of those things that like, when I was in it, it felt like, what am I doing? I'm kind of in these like random smattering of jobs. Um, and then when I discovered what wellness coaching was, it was like, oh, this makes sense. Like all these things kind of are coming together. Um, so I was in uh, social work and health education. And then before actually going to wellness coach, I took like a big hard right. And I worked in uh, the e-learning corporate technology world for about four years. And in there, I was a software delivery manager. So very much uh, dealing with people and communicating and, um, you know, communicating a lot of different stakeholders needs. Um, and then trying to, you know, make everything come together exactly how the client needs it to. And I kind of knew when I was in that role that it, that definitely was not my forever career. And I wanted to get back into the health world. Um, and then as I kind of started to feel myself burning out and feeling that exhaustion, that overwhelm, that anxiety start to sink in, I kind of knew that uh, a change needed to happen. Um, and so I ended up leaving my job um, in the e-learning world and 
actually moving out west for a year. My husband is an occupational therapist, so we did some traveling with his work. Um, and I was able to do some remote work and things like that to kind of keep me moving. But that was a really big pivotal moment when I knew I needed something. I knew something was in transition and something was changing. Um, and I, as I started to um, just look into, you know, what, what would be possible back in the health world, um, health coaching came into my vision and, uh, or I guess I just, I started learning about health coaching. Um, and I it was like, oh, this, this is a perfect way for me to use all of these different skills that I have developed, um, really starting with social work about communicating clearly, being empathetic, um, actively listening to what people need and supporting them moving forward. Um, and then, yeah, all the different pieces just kind of fell into place. And it was like, oh, this is, this is what I should be doing. <laughs> I love how you talked about realizing that change needed to happen and just also having that light bulb moment <laughs> where you felt like everything came together. I feel like change for a lot of us is really scary. <laughs> Did you feel like it was scary for you at all? Oh yeah, very scary. <laughs> <laughs> it was not a, a comfortable moment in my life, <laughs> we'll say that. Um, and I think, you know, looking back at it now, it it feels like a light bulb, but it took a long time to get to that light bulb. Um, I remember very clearly being in my role as a technical delivery manager and being like, this is not where I'm supposed to be. But I know that I'm gaining a lot of really good skills here. So I'm going to keep holding on. Um, and then it got to a point where that just... It was time to go. It was definitely time to go. Um, but that was a really uncomfortable jump to take. And I was very um, grateful and able to do that in part because of the support that I had from my husband. Um, and so, yeah, it was, uh, it was a journey to get to that light bulb. <laughs> not, a, not just like a happy, oh, look, this is great. This is what I'm doing now. <laughs> Well, your journey has taken you to wellness coaching. And I know that for a lot of people, the term wellness coach can be quite broad. Can you tell us what your practice of wellness coaching involves? Yes, absolutely. Um, wellness coaching is a very broad term right now and kind of still like the wild, wild west out there. Um, so for me, I really focus on integrative wellness coaching, which means that I'm looking at somebody from a whole person lens. So really thinking about all those different aspects that play a role in how, how we feel in our bodies and our minds and our spirits, all of those different pieces. And then I also like to focus on working with people who are experiencing burnout um, or, um, you know, high stress. And I've also focused a lot on um, finding ways to support people who are in kind of the human helper fields. So uh, whether that's teachers or social workers, counselors, doctors, nurses, um, even caregivers who are, you know, maybe taking care of 
um, a loved one who isn't well or something like that. Um, but people who are um, experience historically high rates of burnout and right now are experiencing especially high levels of burnout. And um, through my work, I also, you know, support people kind of unraveling that burnout in whatever way works for them with also a invitation to explore um, kind of this idea of what rest and self-care and how that is playing a role in their well-being. Um, and I also think that self-care can be kind of another really broad term, um, but I really like to think about it as ways that we are just really intentionally recharging and filling up our own tank um, in order to be able to be present in our lives and support other people, whether that is through our work, through our relationships, um, but really the idea that, you know, you can't give from an empty cup. Um, so kind of that is the, the bigger picture of what um, my practice focuses on. And then I draw from a number of different um, holistic practices and tools as ways to start to explore what that idea of rest or self-care means in an individual's life. So part of your focus is on rest and self-care. And you mentioned being able to, you know, it's important because we need to, as you said, fill up our tank, be present and support others. Why do you think that these are areas we often neglect? I think there's a lot of reasons that we neglect that. Um, some of it is like, you know, 300 foot lens is like very systematic of capitalism, patriarchy, white supremacy, all of these systems that we live in that kind of uh, really value productivity and end up making that be tied to our self-worth. Um, so that's like a very big, again, uh, from a, a far distance, um, but I think an important piece to mention that these things are in the background of everyone's daily life. Um, and then on top of that, we just, we live in a very fast paced world right now. Um, it's really easy to be constantly going, constantly connected, constantly distracted. And there's not a lot of opportunity to actually rest and take care of ourselves. And I think sometimes that idea of self-care um, can get wrapped up in that in that idea of productivity, even it's like, okay, well, I have to meditate today and I have to um, exercise today. And these are things I'm checking off of my to-do list as opposed to maybe building up some more of that self-awareness to say, okay, well, what does, what does my body actually really need today to feel better? You know, maybe it is like, I got to go for a run and like escape and get out of this energy, like get this energy out of my body right now. Um, or maybe it's like, I actually just really need to lay on the couch and take a nap. 
And I find that it can be easier sometimes for people to take more of that, uh, that active, active release. And it doesn't make as much space for um, more of that calmer energy um, that is really just part of that like natural rhythm and natural ebb and flow in our bodies, even thinking about, you know, our sympathetic versus our parasympathetic nervous systems and our bodies really liking to have that balance between those two. Um, but oftentimes when we're constantly in motion, um, that, that rest and digest side doesn't always get the support that it needs. And so, yeah, just being able to make space for both of those things. I feel like I got a little off track there and didn't fully answer your question of <laughs> why, <laughs> why it's hard to do actually make space for those things. <laughs> you, you absolutely did. Um, and you, you mentioned being constantly in motion and Claire, you're new to the entrepreneurial world. And when I think about being an entrepreneur, being constantly in motion is something that definitely comes to mind for me. Would you tell us about your journey from deciding to be a wellness coach to starting your own business? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I am definitely in the, the newbie stage of the entrepreneur world. And um, it uh, has kind of been a slow progression to get here. Um, after I graduated uh, from graduate school in May, you know, I didn't leave school immediately saying like, yes, I want to start a business and I want to go down this path. And the more as I've applied for jobs and explored to see what is out there, um, I think what helped me kind of make this jump is the work that I want to do with people um, with burnout, I think um, should absolutely be part of the working world and part of businesses and organizations. Um, but there's still not, we talk about it a lot, but there's not as much um, resources to really create interventions that uh, find ways to support people with burnout, um, not only on the self-care level, but on kind of that organizational level as well. So I think that helped motivate me to kind of start this on my own at first and to try and connect with people and, you know, see what support they really need and be that that one-on-one -on -one partnership um, to help build up their individual resilience first. And then, you know, long-term goal, I would love to be working part in partnership with organizations as well to help um, look at, you know, a, a business's priorities and their strategies of how they support their um, employees with burnout as well. Um, but it's definitely 
Um, you know, I was saying earlier that, you know, the light bulb was an uncomfortable place to be <laughs> getting there. And this is also feels new and scary at times. And um, I, I'm feeling very grateful that as I dive into this um, world that is very much constantly in motion, that I have these tools built up underneath me and kind of a foundation so that I can recognize in myself like, okay, I need to go for a walk. I need to put the computer away. I need to get outside. And I could keep doing a hundred things right now, but I will serve myself more if I take this break right now. Um, and that is a practice that took me a long time to get to. Um, so I think having that foundation underneath me as I step into this entrepreneurial world um, gives me a little bit of optimism. It's like, all right, it's going to be a lot, but like I've got a lot of resources around me and a lot of support. And um, that kind of gives me that, that extra momentum, I think, to keep taking these baby steps forward. So Claire, you mentioned becoming an entrepreneur is a bit scary. <laughs> I, I was wondering if you could talk to us about any challenges you faced in becoming an entrepreneur and in particular, if there's anything that you found or maybe you think is unique to starting a new business during a pandemic. I think some of the, just the, the general challenges of kind of diving into this entrepreneur world is getting really clear on, um, on just explaining what I want to do and what I do. <laughs> and I think I'm still um, getting that really crystallized um, to be able to, you know, give that elevator pitch. Um, but it definitely feels like uh, being able to, yeah, just be really clear and confident about like, this is what I'm doing and this is um, how I can help people. And uh, that's what it is. And being really confident in that um, is, is definitely a, a process to just even like finding the right words to get there. Um, and I think in the pandemic specifically, just finding uh, where I fit in, in all of it, um, with everybody being online now. Um, that has both a lot of opportunity and some drawbacks of, you know, that fear of, you know, saturation and every, like, there's a lot of yoga teachers out there and there's a lot of wellness people and there's a lot of people in this world um, who are also trying to start their businesses online or shift their businesses to being online. Um, but I also think in that same regard, when, when everything is changing, it can provide opportunity to start something new and to start different partnerships or, you know, sometimes people are a little bit more open to things being a little bit different. And I think as an entrepreneur, that 
can provide um, that space that might not have been there before to to just keep introducing new things, keep trying to reach new clients, um, and and to really connect with people in a way that um, helps, you know, support them during this pandemic as well. Like it has kind of has that, like, we're all in this together vibe also. So like, let's just see what works. (laughs) So you've talked about what's scary and the challenges that you're facing. What's the most enticing thing for you about being an entrepreneur? I really love connecting with people. I love having that, uh, you know, intimate, real dialogue that kind of cuts through some of the bullshit and gets to some of that deeper stuff and some of those light bulbs that can come up when you're able to uh, quiet some of that noise around you and this path of entrepreneurship feels like a way for me to be able to do that in a really genuine way. So as opposed to, you know, having to work within another business's um, structure or policies, um, or especially with health and wellness, it's, you know, insurance policies, um, HR, there's a lot of different layers where um, you might be following somebody's really specific playbook. Um, And I think with wellness coaching, it has this opportunity to make it um, really individualized to somebody and create Um, changes and support in their life that is realistic to what they need. And so I get very excited about that possibility of really being able to support somebody um, in creative ways, in um, new engaging ways, and to really connect with them Um, exactly where they're at and not have to worry about like getting gift cards or, um, you know, them. Yeah. Just, just, I think really being able to, to partner with them um, and move forward with exactly what is helping them is very exciting to me. So you mentioned being able to support people. Claire, have you had any mentors along the way that have you know, helped you get here or maybe someone that you currently turn to? Yes. Uh, I love mentors. <laughs> I'm like, um, I will, you know, love be mentors for people. Um, and I love, uh, I just love getting feedback from people who um, I know really genuinely care about um, what is happening in my life and in my business. And so um, I think some of my mentors have definitely been uh, both of my teachers from my yoga teacher training. Um, They continue to be mentors for me in I'm expanding my yoga teaching and practice and as well as um, really connecting 
the practices and teachings of yoga into uh, our modern day and really helping um, support myself as I go through this entrepreneur journey. And um, then on top of that, I actually am about to start a uh, mentorship relationship partnership with a local uh, business strategist, Julia Atherton, um, who's in Burlington. And I'm really excited about that to have that mentorship of somebody who kind of is an expert in um, the the marketing piece of things and the branding side of things and that, that businessy piece. Um, so I, I really appreciate people's expertise and I really love partnering with and um, being able to create relationships with people um, who are willing to share their expertise. And um, I really find that that is really supportive for me in so many different aspects of my life and business. So Claire, being an entrepreneur can be really challenging. And I think especially so when you're a solo entrepreneur, can you tell us about your support system? Like who do you turn to when you're not sure how to move forward in your business or, you know, you're just feeling kind of lost or gosh, if you just need to vent. (laughs) Yeah. uh, My husband is a huge uh, resource and support system. He has been since I started this crazy journey like three years ago um, and continues to be someone I can lean on. And uh, my mom and dad also are really big support systems. Uh, My mom has done um, some entrepreneurship herself. And so and then is also a kind of project manager and strategist. So she has a lot of really great insight. Um, and my dad was uh, in HR for like his large majority of his career. And so he has a very um, helpful expertise as well. Um, so my parents are definitely people I can lean on for that, just like love and support and um you know, shoulder to cry on when things are tough. And then they also have a really wonderful um, background and experience themselves that they're both very willing to share with me. Um, So they have been uh, really great resources and support systems as well. So Claire, I know you're still in the beginning stages of your business, but do you have any advice for any other women who are looking to start their own business? I think having those support systems um, feels essential. Um, Having, whether it is in your family or outside of your family, um, having, you know, a number of people who you can turn to for advice, um, who you can turn to just when things get really hard. Um, You know, I know I follow um, a lot of different, you know, female and women owned businesses 
on Instagram and, you know, you just hear about like the horrible, like Instagram and social media comments people get. And um, I think having people who you can turn to and just vent to and can have your back is, uh, again, just feels really essential to be able to like keep your own head up and um, keep, keep believing that like, okay, this work is important and this is what I'm supposed to be doing and I'm not going to let these haters bring me down. (laughs) So Claire, can you tell us how people can work with you? Yes. Um, So I am at ClaireGiblin.com and I work with people in a number of different ways. Um, The main is through one-on-one health coaching right now and So again, if you're feeling burnt out, exhausted, uh, just a little, you know, like things are just not really coming together right now, which I know feels like a lot of us right now, (laughs) Um, but we can work together. Um, I have a couple of different coaching packages um, for depending on what the needs of people are. And we'll really work together on... Um, focusing on moving forward with, uh, you know, those realistic goals in your life, Um, as well as thinking about those ways to support your own well-being and rest. And so um, working with clients, it's sometimes it is a very like goal oriented focus and we're really striving towards something specific. And other times it ends up being um, very rest specific and, you know, using restorative yoga, using guided imagery, um, really taking the time for our sessions to, um, you know, do that rest in action and use that time together to um, support your own self-care. Um, so in addition to some of that one-on-one work, I also teach yoga classes with Sangha Studio in Burlington, and we are all on Zoom. Um, so you can find my class times on my website. And um, again, I also do uh, guided imagery sessions one-on-one. Um, so that can be uh, using your imagination to either support some relaxation in your life or to um, get a little bit of clarity on um, anything that's kind of feeling a little bit out of whack in your life. Claire, can you remind our listeners how they can find you online? Yes. So again, ClaireGiblin.com. And then I'm on Instagram at Claire S. Giblin. And Giblin is G-I-B-L-I-N. And uh, yeah, Instagram, my website are the two main places that I am hanging out online right now. Great. And listeners, I will also link all of Claire's information in the show notes as well. And before we end our conversation, I want to let all of our listeners know that we will be providing a bonus mini episode where Claire will take us through a guided imagery session. We want you to be able to turn to this whenever you need to rest, relax, and recharge. Claire, thank you so much for speaking with us today. Thank you, Kristen. This has been 
super fun. And this has I been really super appreciate fun. it. <laughs> this has been a lot of fun. Thank you so much. And I look forward to reconnecting with you again in the future. <laughs> All right. Bye. Bye. She Can Too is a production of well-told films based in Montpelier, Vermont. If you're interested in advertising during a future episode or know a woman entrepreneur we should speak to, email podcasts at welltoldfilms.com. Our original cover art is by Alyssa Ruggieri, and you can find more of her work at alr-designs.com. If you enjoy this podcast, please share with a friend, subscribe on Apple Podcasts for free, and rate and review our show. Your support is crucial to our success. Until next time, bye.